0: Hello, Metro Augusta, hello, Georgia, and hello, wherever you are. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the October 11th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. As always, today's show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you've not already, please follow the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia on Facebook if you're on that platform. And if you ever, ever watch YouTube. I'd like you to subscribe to our channel so that you're notified when we post new videos. We ask you to do this so that we know that you're supporting our efforts. Well, believe it or not, today it is time for us to start discussing elections. November 7th is an election day in the state of Georgia. And we want you to get prepared for that. So what we've got today is one of my solo episodes where I review the ballot uh, and try to uh, give you whatever information is that you need to make sure that you're prepared to vote for whatever things are on the ballot in your area. Obviously, every county and every municipality is different. Uh, some cities actually have elections this time around some don't some counties have elections this time around some don't so we are going to briefly review what is happening here in metro augusta you know i always cover what's happening in augusta and richmond county I have not often discussed what is happening in our surrounding areas, but we're going to do that this time. Since there's so few things, in fact, on the ballot in Richmond County, we thought it was an appropriate time for us to discuss things that are happening in the surrounding areas as well. So um, this show will be of interest to people who live in Augusta, Hepsiba, Blythe, Richmond County. Uh, In Columbia County, there are elections in Harlem and Grovetown. And in Burke County, there are elections in Waynesboro. So we're just going to kind of walk through the ballot on those um, to give you a feel for what is happening and to give you the heads up if it is indeed time for you to go to the polls and vote. Um, Let's start off with Augusta, which of course is the largest of those areas that I just mentioned. Uh, In Augusta, everybody has a reason to go to the polls this time around because the Coliseum Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax is going to be on the ballot. Normally, when we go to vote for a SPLOST, Special Purpose Local Option Sales Tax or SPLOST, usually when we go, it's for a one cent tax. Uh, That is true of the e-SPLOST, which we have passed previously for education. That is also true of the T-sploss or the transportation sploss that has been voted upon, I think, twice within our region. This time, though, it's something different. We're looking at the Coliseum sploss, which would be used if approved for the purpose of building a new James Brown arena. If you have passed by Telfair Street recently, you have noticed that The Bell Auditorium is under construction. You've also noticed that I don't think they're doing any shows there. All the shows are now going over to the James Brown Arena because the Bell is not available. Uh, Next week, Brad Ushery, who is a member of the Coliseum Authority, will join us to explain exactly what they're doing at the bell, as well as explain what would be done with any dollars that they generate or we we approve. We as voters approve. The, the decision really is in our hands. Um, but what would happen with uh, the Coliseum or the James Brown Arena or the Civic Center? For those of us who've been around for a while, that's what we called it when it was first constructed back in 1980. So. Um, this would be, as I said, for a new facility. You will recall that a couple of years ago, we voted uh, on a different funding mechanism for the construction of a new arena. Uh, this time around, uh, we're going the sploss route, but, but instead of it being a one cent tax, it will be a half cent tax. So Brad will be here. He'll go through all of those details for us. But just want to give you a heads up that that is somewhat different uh, from what we've had uh, with the other splice referenda that we voted on. Um, So that is the big thing. All of us, everybody who is a registered voter in Richmond County will have a chance to go to the polls to vote on that particular issue. Uh, It is a single issue spot uh, ballot for us. Uh, For some people who live in other areas, specifically the municipalities of Blythe and Hepzibah, um, you all uh, may recognize that those two did not consolidate. When Augusta and Richmond County consolidated, they remained as separate uh, cities. So they have their own mayor and their own council and so forth. And the terminology is a little bit different. We'll go over that today uh, for you so that if you live in those areas, you'll know what to expect on your ballot. And yes, let's go over Hepsiba first. Uh, Hepsibah as of the 2021 uh, time frame, was estimated to have 3,782 residents or almost 3,800 people living in the corporate limits of Hephzibah. I know some of you, many of you um, in our Local Matters family, have helpsable mailing addresses and zip codes, but you may not live within the confines of the official definition of helpsable. So I encourage you to check that out before you start reviewing candidates. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go to the Georgia My Voter page system, type in your information, and it'll be able to tell you if you are to vote in this election uh, for a candidates, you know you're going to vote for the C-SPLOS or vote yes or no on the c SPLOST issue. So in helpsable there are five members. They have a board of commissioners. There are five members of that commission as opposed to having a mayor. They actually have a commission chair. Um, the five members each serve four-year terms. And there are two seats that are on the ballot. As it turns out, those seats are uncontested. So uh, Clay Fulcher is running uh, for his seat again. And then David Usry is not running again. And Jordan Rhodes is running for that seat. So really, if you're in the corporate limits of Hepsiba, technically you have an election, but there's not really anything for you to vote for because there's only one candidate for each office. Okay. next, if you live in the municipality or the city of Blythe, Blythe actually has uh, two seats that are up on the ballot and there are two incumbents and they have those two incumbents have two challengers. And because they are at large, let's talk about what that means. That means that they're not elected in districts. That means that everybody in the city of Blythe gets an opportunity to cast a ballot for the folks who are on the ballot this time around. So Noel Cartagena, I may be mispronouncing that, is an incumbent. Daniel Martin is an incumbent. And the challengers are Anna Reeves and Mike Rainier. So you'll get a chance to go to the polls and select two of those four people to fill the two slots that are available this time around. And it also appears that Blythe has a unique setup whereby there are two-year and four-year terms. So I guess some of the posts are two-year terms and some are four years. I really am a little confused about that, not sure exactly how that works. But those are your choices if you live within the city or the municipality of Blythe, Georgia. And again, if you live in the area and you're sort of not sure, uh, please check uh, my voter page to make sure uh, you can tell where it is that you actually live. And also, I will point out that Blythe is the smallest of the municipalities that Uh, have elections this time around. There are only 745 residents in Blythe, so it's very, very small. But if you're living in the area, you still have the right and the obligation to exercise your responsibility as a citizen to research those candidates and vote in that election. Um, Next, I want to talk about the elections that are taking place in Grovetown, Georgia. Uh, Grove Town, as you all know, is located in Columbia County. It is a growing area. Uh, The population as of 2021 was 16,566 residents. Chances are it's a little bit bigger than that now because that area is experiencing very, very rapid growth. And in fact, that's one of the major issues that is under consideration for people who are running for office. Uh, as you get get prepared for growth, you have to look at things like roads and whether those are, are adequate. You have to look at whether you're providing sufficient services for your population in other areas as well. Uh, quality of life sort of issues like parks and recreation. Um, there are just a lot of changes that come about as a result of that growth. And that uh, seems to be one of the major issues that the candidates uh, for that race, are talking about. Grovetown is electing a mayor, and there are three candidates for mayor. One is the incumbent, Mr. Gary Jones. Uh, he'll be running for office again. Uh, also, Ms. Deborah Fisher and Mrs. Soretta Smith, who is now a council member. So, there are three people who are running for the mayor of Grovetown and the mayor and four members. There's a mayor and four members there. So there's a total of a five-person council in Grovetown. They're elected at large, which again means that they do not have districts, and they have four-year terms. So with those terms, uh, from what I can tell, and i tell you what, it was hard to figure out from both the Grovetown website, as well as the Columbia County Board of Elections website, because of course, Columbia County Board of Elections handles their elections for um, that municipality. It was hard to tell how many people are running for council. I can say that when I checked for the forum that uh, the Columbia County Chamber held, Uh, There were three candidates who were present at that forum, but I can't tell you if those are the only folks running for council seats or if, you know, there are more who just were not there at that particular forum because sometimes that happens. People run for office and then decide not to participate in those opportunities to share their platforms or they're unavailable for one reason or another. So I know there are at least three people. um, And I do know that it was hard to determine Uh, Exactly what's happening from reviewing their website. So as a citizen, if you're living in that area, that is one thing that I would admonish you all to advocate for. And that is just more clarity on your website as I check the websites of the various cities, I was a little surprised at how different they are. Some of them are very clear about who's running for what, even providing contact information for um, the candidates and um, things like that. You, you just can figure out a lot more. Some of the websites you just couldn't figure out much at all. And unfortunately, Grovetown was one of them. Um, we have, I will note, we have asked the mayoral candidates in Grovetown to appear on local matters. So I'm hoping to have them on for a future episode. This will be the first time that I've had candidates from Columbia County, um, but we know that because uh, the area is growing and there are not a lot of things on the ballot here in uh, Richmond County, I felt it was an appropriate time for us to branch out and bring in uh, candidates for those offices there in uh, Grovetown, the office of mayor specifically in Grovetown. Next. Also in Columbia County, let's stay there. Uh, there's another one, which is the city of Harlem. Uh, Harlem is uh, about 3,800 residents, uh, which makes it roughly the same size, maybe a tad bit larger than the city of Hepzibah. Uh Harlem is governed by a mayor and four a uh, four member of city council both the mayor and council members serve four year terms and are elected at large. So you see the theme here in some of our smaller cities where there are many at large, Um, they don't use districts as much. So everybody's just everybody in the county or everybody in the city in these instances just votes for uh, those council people and whoever gets the most votes wins. If there are three seats and they just go with the three highest vote getters, that's how that works. So in Harlem, it looks like those offices that are going to be on the ballot this time around, and I got this from the the city of Harlem's website, it was a little bit clearer um, in some respects. um, Couldn't exactly see the ballot, but I could see which terms are up. Uh, So the mayor pro tem, Greg Stokes, his term expires this year, as well as Councilman Al Reeves term also expires in 2023. So it stands to reason that those are the council seats that will be on the ballot. However, I was not able to determine who their opponents are uh, in the city of Harlem. I also want to talk to you a little bit about the races in Burke County. Uh, You all have probably heard already about the sheriff's race. Folks have already, at least two people, the incumbent sheriff as well as uh, at least one challenger have come forward already saying that they are running for uh, the office of sheriff in Burke County. And I actually took that to mean that the election was going to be this year, but it's not. The election is not until 2024. Uh, So as far as I can tell right now, the only thing that is on the ballot in Waynesboro or in Burke County is the municipal or the city elections for the city of Waynesboro. Um, in case you were not aware, Waynesboro has over 5,600 residents. Um, so uh, their population is actually a little bit larger than um, Blythe, Hepzibah and Harlem, um, but smaller than Grovetown. Um, they have a, uh, Pretty lively uh, election environment there in Waynesboro because there are actually four candidates who are running for mayor. Uh, You have an incumbent mayor as well as three challengers. So that uh, seems to be a hotly contested race for mayor. Uh, There are also three council seats uh, that are up. Uh, Waynesboro has a total of six. Council members on staggered terms. So three of those are going to be up this time around. The ones that are uh, being contested are uh, for City Council, Ward 1. uh, And actually, the incumbent in that race does not have an opponent. So the incumbent should be reelected. That name is Britt Harrington. However, in Ward 2, there are two people who are running. Uh, Alberta Anderson and Bobby Givens so that will be a contested race and as well uh, contested race with no incumbent by the way in Ward 2 there in Waynesboro and in Ward 3 in Waynesboro there is an incumbent who is Vicki Bates and a challenger who is Portia Washington as well as the mayor's race there. So uh, if you live in the city of Waynesboro, everybody in the city of Way- Waynesboro has something to go uh, to the polls for this time around. So that gives you just a, a quick overview of where um, the contested races are and it helps you know right now that you need to start getting prepared for these elections. I also want to review for you the early voting schedule um, so that again you're you're prepared and you're staying on top of this so that you are ready on or before November 7th, which is the official election date. You know, I like to refer to the official election date as the last day to vote. Uh, the actual first day to vote is the advanced voting period. Uh, and this is going to be uh I think uniform statewide. Uh, The deadline for voter registration in case um, you didn't know, you've already missed it. If you're not ready to vote, the deadline was October 10th. So hopefully you registered if you live in those areas. If you're not, unfortunately, it's too late. Uh, Advanced voting uh, takes place starting October 16th, which is right around the corner. That is next week. Uh, October 16th is next Monday. So that's why we felt it was important that we start overviewing elections now because advanced voting is, is beginning. So first day of advanced voting, October 16th, the last day is November 3rd, which is typically a Friday. Let's verify that. Yes, it is Friday, November 3rd. So basically you've got one, two, three weeks in which to cast a ballot in advance if that is what you choose to do. Uh, There are two Saturdays during the advance voting period. Those are October 21st and October 28th. So if you can't get to the polls during the week, you have those two Saturdays which offer you some weekend time to go to the polls. With that being said, there are also some people that we know, for whatever reason, will need to request an advance uh, uh, an absentee ballot. Um, They started accepting absentee ballots a long time ago, on August 21st, which was actually during the qualifying period for these candidates. And the time to apply for an absentee ballot extends through October 27th. So you still have a few weeks to do that. If you're going to request an absentee ballot Um, and an application for an absentee ballot can be turned in by mail or you can walk into your county's Office of Voter Registration and Elections to request that absentee ballot. They will begin mailing out absentee ballots on October 16th. So again, next week, they'll start mailing those out. Through October 27th, and we know that when you get closer and closer to the election, the likelihood of you getting your ballot in time diminishes. So if you're going to request an absentee ballot, please do that right away if you haven't done so, because you want to get that ballot and turn it in in a hurry to make sure that your vote is indeed counted. As you look at the small number of things on the ballot, uh, you know that the turnout stands to be very, very low. Uh, We know that while uh, we've had some previous elections where turnout was just abysmal, and you're looking at 1% of registered voters and that sort of thing for some of these elections, and even lower than that sometimes, um, there's a lot you miss out on. When you don't go to the polls and I know it may be hard to drag yourself out to vote for one item, which most of us will. I know in my district, I only have that one thing to vote for, Uh, but I'm still planning to go out because this issue is so significant. Uh, I want to take the time to read to you what that says. It's under the category of special election because it's not something that will regularly be on the ballot. And that relates to the Coliseum SPLOST. It reads as follows. Uh, shall a special half percent sales and use tax be imposed in the special district of Richmond County in order to raise $433,196,500 to fund Coliseum capital outlay projects and related project cost. If imposition of the tax is approved by the voters, such votes shall also constitute approval of the issuance of general obligation debt of Augusta, Georgia, and the principal amount of $250 million for the above purpose. And it's just yes or no. So all we'll have to do is check either yes or no uh, when we get to the polls on this one. And the first thing that hit me as I read that was you're trying to raise four hundred and thirty three million, but you're you're only taking out a general obligation debt of two hundred fifty million. So there's a differential in those numbers. And I'll ask uh, Brad to make sure that he explains that to us uh, when he comes in next week to let us know uh, which uh, what those numbers really mean and why there's a difference in that sort of thing. But there's that one item there, and I just want to make that point that um, sometimes it's like, shoot, am I going to the polls just to vote for that one thing? It's not anything else on the ballot. Um, we'll also try to ask, you know, why they chose to do it at a time like this when it was a single issue. Uh, it's a lot different from when we go to the polls and there are a zillion things on the ballot like there will be in 2024. Uh, we know on those even number years, we wind up with uh, state House of Representative seats. You know, those are every two years, state Senate seats. Uh, we always have commission races and school board races and those sorts of things. Uh, and I think some judicial races perhaps as well. I'd have to check that. Maybe not in judicial. I'll have to look at the ballot again. But we wind up with a lot of things on the ballot in the even number years. Um And in the odd number of years, not much at all, as you can see about what I just reviewed with you, but that does not uh, reduce or eliminate our obligation to go to the polls, regardless of how much it is, particularly as it relates to uh, this arena. This is an idea that has been under discussion in our community for many years about you know what needs to be done, um, whether the old facility is outdated um, has to do with quality of life, which is one of the things that we discuss an awful lot here on Local Matters, is, you know, do you feel like having an updated, a new a- an updated arena is going to be important for your own quality of life? As you think about uh, various things that are happening here in the Augusta area and what your priorities are and those sorts of things. So um, that stands to be a really good discussion that we're going to have next week. Uh, We invite you to be a part of it and we invite you uh, now to to check and see uh, whether there are any other issues uh, that will be on ballots that you need to get prepared to consider. Um, I have already received uh, some mail, I think two pieces of mail uh, in regard to um, some detail on the proposed half cent sales tax. So when you get that mail, I know it's also really tempting to toss it in file 13, as my mother used to say, um, you know, let it go into your recycling bin, but uh, please read it first because uh, we want you to understand what you're really being asked to support uh, when you get that, give that yes or, or no uh, on that ballot, what it is, understand what you're supporting or what it is that you're turning down. I hope this has been informative for you. I know it was sort of rapid fire going through all of those races, but um, as our listener base expands, I know we have uh, listeners who are not all in Richmond County, they're in some of the surrounding areas as well. So I wanted to make sure that you all knew uh, what would be coming up so that you can be prepared. Again, thank you all so much for being a part of the Local Matters family, and we will I'll uh, be with you again next week with more good information to help you get prepared for the November 7th election. I close with my favorite Bible verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. or Thursday at 7 p.m. here on 103.7 FM or 1600 AM. Or please go to SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts at any time. Because local matters.